Today we're going to do something a, a tad different. And um, what I want to do is I kind of want to go through the worship service piece by piece and kind of talk about why we do what we do, you know, um, why, why do we sing? Why do we pray? Uh, why do we give an offering? Why do we preach and teach? Why do we, why do we uh, do what we do? Because I, I kind of like us to kind of know why we do what we do. So when we're doing what we're doing, we know why we're doing what we're doing. You know, Pr- repeat that baby, you know, but, um, I, I just kind of want to make sure that, um, um, you know, we kind of understand why we're doing what we're doing, okay? The first thing I, I, I've got to mention is church isn't about you. See, that's hard, okay? And the church predominantly has it all discombobulated, you know? Well, we've, you know, we've got to have the right donuts for people, and, and we've got to sing the right songs for people, and we've got to make sure that everybody smiles just perfect for people. We've got to make sure the preacher doesn't say anything to offend anybody, and we've got we to make sure they like us. Well, let me help you with something. I hope you like me, you know? But that's not really what it's about, you know? Church is about God. And I'm telling you right now, I, I, I really truly believe probably 80-90% of church and, and church people have that really backward. I, and, and, and you could question yourself. I'm not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about them other people out there. Okay? But when you go to church, you go to church to glorify, exalt, praise Him. Okay? And, and, and see, that's, that's kind of, Romans eleven thirty six says something very, very important. It says, all things are from God, through God, and to God. To God be the glory. Amen. And I think it's always been this way. A lot of people go to church and they think, well, if I go to church, I'm going to get a benefit out of it. It's going to make me feel better. It's going to make my week better. And, you know, I, I get a check mark with God, you know. And I understand that. I really, really do. But, but I have to start right there and say, it's not about you. It's about him. And, and the sooner and more effectively we get that right, the more effective your worship is going to be. The more effective your experience in church is going to be. The more ex- effective your relationship with him is go- going to be. The, the, the greater the development of your spiritual Christian life uh, is going to be. Now, put the, look at the person on your left and your right and say, Woo! Okay? Understand, second, the reason you're here is for them. Okay? You know, so many people, it's like, Oh, what am I going to get? What am I going to get? What am I going to get? God says the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love others. Now, it does say, as you love yourself, and a lot of people forget that. Growing up, I, I, I caught this weird mentality that for me to be a great Christian, i got to kind of put myself down and humble myself and, and feel, feel poorly about myself. No. The only way I'm going to treat my wife and everybody effectively is to kind of develop this 
with me, feel good about who I am, feel good about my walk, feel good about who I am as a person. It's amazing how that uh, transforms how you're able to love other people. Okay? So when you come to church, sometimes I hear people, well, you know, I'm feeling kind of down. Well, grow up. Okay? Well, you know, I had a bad week. We've all probably had some things in our our lives this week that could be bad. Let me help you with something. When I come in here, sometimes I've got a stomachache. But you know what? i got to buck up and grow up because you know what? You need something special today. Well, that's, that's not very authentic. Get over it. You know? The bottom line is, I want you to experience the love and grace of Jesus Christ. So if I have a little headache... Seriously, take some Advil, take some Pepto-Bismol, and go and lift the person next to you. You know, you say, well, oh, man, you know, when are you going to get to me? Let me help you with something. You get those two right, it will get to you. You understand what I'm saying? It will get to you. The reason so many people really never grow uh, from their, their church or their spiritual experience is because it's all about them. You know, me, 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 me. You know, it's like when I'm warming up for singing, me, 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 you know. Um, you know it, it's not about you. But you get that exaltation, that praise, that thanksgiving right. You get that love. How can I pray for you today? When was the last time you went up to somebody in church and maybe had that mully grub look? I don't even know what that means, but it's a good word. They got that look like this. You ever see somebody like that? Go up to them and say, man, you look awful. <laughs> and just tell them, how can I pray for you today? How can I lift you today? How can I encourage you today? When you do that and that, the person that grows and the person that's lifted and the person that's exalted is you. We'll talk about more of your connection with God as an individual and we as a church. But the bottom line is this is so very, very important. The real reason we all come together on Sunday morning. I feel like, do you ever see that dude that gets up before boxing matches? Huh? You know who I'm talking about? And he gets in the mic and he goes, let's get ready to rumble. I like that guy. You say, well, what's that got to do with church? That's what we're here for. You see, too many people have sissy Christianity. You know? They ain't never ready to rumble. You know, let me help you with something. If I find out something's going on in your life, I'm rumbling on your behalf. I am. You know, I'm anointing you. I'm praying over you. You know, Satan ain't going to whoop me and he ain't going to whoop you. Because I'm ready to rumble. I get up four in the morning ready to rumble. After I have some coffee. (laughs) You know, you say, well, he's violent. Yes. Let me help you with something. You're in a war. You know, a lot of people, they don't know. You know, they're in a fight, and they're just kind of standing there looking. And they're getting pummeled. And they're just standing there looking. Let me help you with something. 
If I find out there's something going on in your life and you're hurting, I'm rumbling, baby. If you find out there's something going on in my life, it's not time to say the preacher needs to get his act together. Although the preacher probably does need to get his act together. But the bottom line is, you need to be rumbling for me. You got to understand, I get up every morning and I promise you, every one of you is brought to the Lord in prayer. Especially people like Ross with all that he's going through. And Benji was being uh, operated on. Longest five minutes of your life when your kids get their tubes. I was, we were rumbling that morning, you know. You see, you got to understand, we're, that's what we do together, you know. But there's got to be a choice individually and collectively. As a corporate body, the body of Christ, we are one. When one is hurting, we're all hurting. Amen? You know, let me ask you something. Is that who you are? You see, this verse is so important. If serving uh, the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. You see, some days I walk in here, and I'm going to be honest, I'm teetering. Anybody else ever do that? I know the preacher's not ever supposed to, to admit that. But there's just some days, man, I'm just like, I'm worn out, dude. Something's happened. You know, something's come into my mind or my heart, and I'm just... You know, and I'm going to be honest, I need some people around me that have already chosen. You know what I'm saying? I don't need somebody to say, I know. Life stinks, don't it? I don't need that. I already figured that out. You know, I need somebody to look at me and say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because I'm praying with you. I'm praying for you. I've chosen. We're going to win. Does that make sense? You know, that's what it's about. Listen. Tony Robbins celebrations should have nothing on the church. Everybody know who Tony Robbins is? Tony Robbins, he is a great speaker. I love him. You know, that's the biggest tooth dude I've ever seen in my life, man. I mean, that guy's got some teeth, you know. He's big. He's got hair. Hate him. But, you know, those celebrations, man, they are celebrating. They are having fun. They are there with each other, for each other, lifting each other up. They're enjoying it. The church should have all kinds of things over on that. Instead, we just kind of come. Am I drooling? No, we should come in excited about the things God's going to do. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of the ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house and dads and moms, you need to, you need to decide that today. In, I, in this house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. You know? And if you kids don't like it, you'll get over it. Kids don't run your house. Amen? You decide today we're going to serve the Lord. We as a, a body of Christ. We... Somebody's still sitting there. Choose. Choose. You know? Today. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's what we come together to do. We will serve the Lord. We will praise the Lord. We will lift the Lord. We will lift each other up. We will be there for each other. We will communicate with each other. We will serve God as we leave this place and as we are here. Amen? Amen. That's why we come. Let's all stand, and we're going to sing something together. Amen. You may be seated. Is anybody offended I'm drinking coffee during the service?
You'll get over it. Um, the, how great is your God? You see, when we're singing, we're not just singing so that we hear JC and Brent and Brand sing. We're singing to God. And we're sitting there going, or standing there going, well, how great is my God? You know? You know, is, 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 is my God great, the creator, king of the universe, in whom there is absolutely nothing impossible? And I'm leading up to prayer because if there's nothing impossible when I go to prayer, then I know that he can do great and mighty things uh, through my prayers, in my prayers, through me, for me, around me, for my kids, for my family. Amen? Amen. You see, that's why we see. You see, this is so, so important to understand. We don't sing, you know, just to have music, you know. I, 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 you know, I, <laughs> you that have been in church for a while, this whole music thing has been funny, okay? Because, you know, when I was little, all we did was use them books back there called a hymnal. Anybody remember the hymnals, you know? And, 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 and we sang the hymnals and all that kind of stuff. And that, that was fine. And it doesn't bother me if we pull out the hymnal sign. That's, I don't really give a care. You know? Then, oh my goodness, then comes along choruses. Anybody remember choruses? And oh my goodness, when I was little, there were literally almost fist fights if we sang too many choruses during the worship time. And as a six, eight-year-old, I was sitting there going, I don't think God cares. As an old man, guess what I think now? I don't think God cares. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, it's, it's not about genre. I hear people, you know, well, you know, these songs don't mean the same as the old songs. What? <laughs> See, we, we've missed it. You know, there's some great things in the old songs. We sang a part of an old song right here, and I saw the old people go, oh, yes, I know that. You know, and that, that's fine, you know, that, that's cool. You know, I know that piece. Oh, God bless that piece. He ain't the rest of this junk. But, um, you know, it's, it's not about what it is. It's about the attitude, you know. It's about the attitude. Let me interject this right now, Okay. I have a feeling J.C. one day would love to have a band and a choir. You know? But let me tell you what he's not going to do. When we first got here, there was a little bit of a mess. And he's an older teenager, and he's coming to, to band practice, and there's people from the old mess you know, lowering the F-bomb during practice for worship. You say, well, you're not even supposed to mention the F-bomb. Well, if you're so childish you can't handle the F-bomb, you'll get over it. You see, he just decided as a man of God, that, trace, that trash ain't coming up before the church anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, I mean, he ain't looking for Pavarotti and, I don't know, I don't know, huh? No, no, no. But see, who knows who Pavarotti is? Yeah, see? <laughs> you offended some people. But it's, it, 
He one day, and you pray for him. You pray for us. If you can sing, let him know. If you can't sing, don't let him know. <laughs> if you ain't sure, I'm not sure what to do. But the bottom line is, we want people singing. We want people helping. You know, the whole bit. We're not trying to, but let me tell you something. Your spiritual life and attitude has a lot to do with whether you should be up leading worship. Does that make sense to you? And I don't say that to put anybody down. I, I, I say that because I think it's very important that you understand what's going on during that time. We are in music in, in an emotional, mental, emotional way, spiritual way. We are connecting with Almighty God. And He is connecting with us. When we're singing about how great is our God, you know, there's this spiritual connection where he is revealing himself within the context of anybody here got struggles? Anybody here got anything they wish they knew how to conquer? You see what I'm saying? That's what a wonderful time. What a wonderful time. What happened? I'm not sure exactly when, but we kind of went from the hymnals. Like I said, I don't mind the hymnals. I don't, I don't really care. But the bottom line is what, what happened was worship people tried to get your eyes off the hymnal and up so we could just praise the Lord. And it's, not, it's not good or bad, indifferent. You know, I heard a lady last year at this thing. She said, oh, I used to sing with the Gaithers. And I'm like, oh, big deal, you know. But, you know, she's like, oh, the, the old stuff's so much better. The new stuff doesn't do. If I wasn't a Christian, I said, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. I couldn't care less about your little opinion about all this kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. I don't care if I'm singing Jesus Loves Me, a children's song. I'm there to connect with Almighty God. You know? And one of the things I want to throw in parenthetically, Sometimes they kind of have these times where the music's just playing. Or they're singing, oh, one of those things, you know. I'm not sure what that's about. You know what I'm saying? What does L-O mean? Is that a biblical term? Okay. I'll find out the Greek later. <laughs> That'd be Hebrews. But it's time just to praise. Or it's time to say, God, I need your help. Because this moment, I don't know how to praise. I'm hurting. Or whatever. And so, wow. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. That's what we do. We praise him. We tell each other. We testify. We bring God glory. We connect with him at that level. Let's all stand. I know you're standing and sitting. Uh, and it's good for you, though. Keep your blood flowing. And let's sing this song to him. Everybody stay here. But I want to get to this prayer thing. Because this prayer thing is the center of what we do here. Okay. I appreciate the preaching. I appreciate the music. But without the power of God. I'm not sure where that goes. Okay. Why do we pray? Because that's when we corporately. And individually.
connect with Almighty God. The verse says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Folks, if you haven't developed a prayer life, you need to do it. I'm talking a life where you get up. Oh, I don't have time. Make time. You make time and I promise you, your life will never be the same again. They tease around this school. There's oil dripping off of every classroom. You know why there's oil dripping off of every classroom? Because I go around and I anoint every class. I anoint every door. People get aggravated because it's on the furniture. I, I don't care. We all need the anointing power, the healing power, the saving power, the sanctifying power of God. And it does not come through Pastor John's wisdom. It's worthless. It comes from Almighty God when we humble ourselves and come before Him and say, God, I don't know how, but you do. Amen? You know... I told the board yesterday, I want them coming up during these times. They can go down and get them little ones. You know, we'll anoint each other. Amen? Amen. You know, and, but you see, when you need a kidney, you get the bazooka. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? When you just found out you got cancer or somebody got cancer or your kids have a surgery, you need the bazooka. Does that make sense to you? I'm teasing, but I ain't. You know? When, when, when something big's happened in my life, I slosh this stuff. I don't just swipe it. Because you know what? I need Almighty God to slop all over me His grace and His power and His healing and His glory and His wisdom. And let me tell you something. I don't serve God to get by. I serve God to win and become everything and do everything He created me for. Amen? You say, well... Do you expect us at the altar? I expect every born-again, spirit-filled Christian down here praying for people that have needs. And and let me help you with something. Every one of us, every one of you, every one of us has somebody in our lives that ain't saved. They need to be prayed for. Every one of us has people in our lives that are hurting, and they don't know what to do or how to get up. We need to be praying for them. We don't need to be back there white-knuckling. We need to be down here praying that God would do a great and almighty work in their lives. Amen? You need to question, if that's not what you're doing, why not? Don't you believe? Oh, are you challenging me? Yes. Yes. Do we really believe? While we're singing this song, Jen started it when she wasn't supposed to. But that's okay. People can come to the altar anytime they want to. But you can come and pray for those relatives. You could pray for healing. You could pray for God's glory. You could pray for God's power. You could pray for God's overcoming. You could, be pray, you could pray to get set free. Whatever it might be. You are welcome at these altars. You can, you're welcome at these front seats. You're welcome wherever. You can come and kneel. You can kneel at your seat. Whatever you need. Whatever you want. And if you need anointing, you raise your hand and somebody will anoint you. If you need the bazooka, look at me and say, I got to have the bazooka. All right? And I'm serious. You know, I'm funny, but I'm serious. So, okay? So while we're singing this song, you're more than welcome. Everybody's, I, growing up, there's a scar in my mind and heart about money and the church. 
okay? Everybody always says, all they want is our money. All they talk about is money. How much do we talk about money around here? Very little. Very little, okay? That's because I'm scarred. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, I'm not a beggar. If God's not going to do it, I'm not going to sit here and cajole and coach and and have somebody come in here and and strong arm you to to give money. That's between you and the Lord. Okay? But let me tell you what I am about. That's what it's all about. See, people miss it. People think, they want me to tithe? Yeah, I, I do. Because that's, that's God's word. Okay? Um, you know, well, that's too much. You know, wait till I make a million dollars, then I'll give 10%. No, you won't. If you won't give 10% of 100, you won't give 10% of a million dollars. You won't. Because then I, I've heard people say, oh, it's too much. I, I can't give that much to the church. Okay? You know, this is the key. Give and it will be given to you. If you don't believe that, ask any experienced Christian about how they've stepped up and done the impossible and God has provided for them. I'm telling you right now. I'm not kidding. And this is not some kind of hype talk. This is not anything. If you want to do something, test God in your finances. And I'm serious. There are a lot of people, they're drained financially and they're drained emotionally. That's because they're not giving. They're not giving. You know, and they're not cheerful givers. Yeah, you know, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You say, well, what are you trying to say, preacher? Trying to get us to give more? I'm trying to get you to give what God tells you to give. Okay? Listen, I don't... If, if, if God doesn't bless you for the way you give, at the end of the year, you let me know, and I will personally give it back to you. Amen? Amen. I will personally give it back to you. Now, to do that, I'll probably have to have a loan from Stan, but, but to do, I will give it back to you. You hear what I'm saying? You know? Here's the part you have to understand. Just like everything else spiritually. When you begin to give, you realize the rich blessings of that and you want to give more. The only problem with giving today is that Trump tax cut. It cut me off at 10 grand, man. As soon as I give 10, I think it's 8 grand. They don't give me a tax cut anymore of that. Who did? Where's the tax cut, man? You say, what are you trying to say? You got to understand, I couldn't care less about a tax cut. I couldn't care less about the government. It is a joy to give to the work of God. Okay? So we're going to take the offering. And get ready, guys. And then we'll do one, one other thing. So we get ready and we prepare for worship. And we come in and, 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 and you say, when do you start preparing for worship? 1201. Every day. Man, you need to be praying for me because if you know me, I need all the prayer I can get. And all God's people said, 
Amen? I, you know, that's just the way it is. And we pray for J.C. and Britt and their anointing. And, and, and we pray for all the children's ministries going on at the same time. And let me help you with something. I remember a couple years ago when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. Everybody's freaking out. All right? Let me help you with something. The Super Bowl doesn't mean squat compared to what God is doing in us, through us, around us. Why can't the church get that? I'm sorry. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at us. We kind of mumble in here, barely making it, squeezing it in at, you know, 1029. You know, it, it, no, I'm serious, man. We need to be ready to worship. Then when we come in, we're, it's not about me. It's not about my, what I'm going to get. It's about him. It's about the person next to me. It's about me. Not just getting what I want, but becoming the person that I was created to be in the first place. Amen? And then, and then we move in, and, we, and we're ready to worship, and, and we, we start singing. You know, and we, and we sing to the glory of God, and we sing loud, and, and oh my God, smile. Oh, but I've got a stomachache. Smile anyway, maybe it'll go away. You know, enjoy yourself. Maybe the person next to you needs to see somebody enjoying themselves. Maybe they've never enjoyed themselves. Maybe they've been in church too long. No, I'm just kidding. But, but in all seriousness, come in, man. Enjoy yourself. Sing praises to God. Somebody walking in here new. You know how long we have before they decide whether they're coming back? 30 seconds. Within 30 seconds of seeing what's going on here, they've decided whether they want to come here, come back here. You know, and it ain't about the music. It ain't about the pretty preaching. It's about you. Are you enjoying God? You know? And if you're not enjoying God, you need to ask God why. You know, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes when I'm not right, man, I go back. And, and don't take this wrong. Sometimes I get saved all over again. And if you know me, I'm so bad, I need to be saved all over again every day. You know, but hear what I'm saying. I got to get it right because I'm going for God. I'm going to church for you. I'm going to church to become that person I was created to be. Amen? Amen. You know, so very, very important. And I'm singing the music. And see, JC, don't let me sing anymore. What you don't know is I went all through college singing, but he don't let me sing. Y'all pray for Look at him. He ain't singing. The way I sing is so beautiful, it doesn't fit into his genre. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is, you know? I'm just kidding. It doesn't fit into his genre. But the bottom line is, we sing the songs, and, and man, we're prepared. We come prepared. Man, we're going to rumble. We're going to do battle when we're dealing with somebody. Man, maybe I got nothing personally on me, but the bottom line, I'm going to pray for somebody else. I'm going to anoint somebody else. I'm going to see that they're healed. I'm going to invest in somebody else's life. Amen? You know, it's so very important to understand this whole thing. And then I'm going to give, and I'm going to give, and I'm going to give. And it's not just money. 
You know, sometimes people just need to know you care. You may look at somebody and go, man, there's really something going on in their lives. Their minds ain't here. Their hearts ain't here. Man, they've been busted up this week. I really need to invest in them. That's giving. You know what I'm saying? They don't just come in here like this. Man, if you're a godly person, if you're filled with his Holy Spirit, you come in full and you come in with something to pour out on somebody else. Amen? And this is so very, very important. And then we come to this thing called the sermon, where that man stands up front and drones on and on and on. And all God's people said, Amen. I wish he would hush. Let me help you with something. This is a very important time. Okay? All Scripture, all of God's Word, the Bible, is God-breathed. What that means is, is that everything in God's Word is God-breathed. you got to understand, there could have been a lot more books in that Bible. And some churches have pulled them in, and it really twists and really turns. But it is, is that was God-breathed. That's from God. And let me help you with something. Through something called the Rema. God wants to take that graphic, which is actually the Greek term, and invest it in your mind and pour it out and breathe it into you. You know, lots of times I'll read scripture and I'll go, I don't know how to do that. Anybody else ever done that? Yeah, have you lost your mind, God? You know, usually I don't say that out loud. You know, I don't know how to do that, but the bottom line is it's breathed. That's why it was written. And now God, through his Holy Spirit, wants to breathe it into your life. You know? Let him breathe, baby. Let him breathe. At the beginning, we were nothing but a piece of dirt. He took us. He molded us, breathed into us the breath of life, i.e. the Holy Spirit, i.e. the new birth. And the bottom line is that's what he wants to do through the preaching of his word on Sunday morning and the teaching of his word on Sunday morning. Is God breathing? Is God breathing? Is God breathing? So very important. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting. Now, those are the things. I'm going to be honest. I, let's just take an eraser, take that out. Because I don't want to be rebuked, and I don't want to be corrected. Do you? I'm being funny. Some of you are sitting there going, that's a lightning rod. You know, no, man. There are some times. Anybody here ever been stupid? You know, anybody here ever been, don't you tap her. You know, there's just some times, there's some times I get a mindset. Sometimes I get an idea. Anybody here ever gotten an idea? And it is just out there. Or I get a, a, an attitude toward certain people or, or you know, there's times my, my wife gets an attitude toward me. It's hard for you to believe, isn't it? You know, but the bottom line is God's word can correct her. <laughs> Y'all pray for me now, you hear? <laughs> but hear what I'm saying. We should go into God's word, not just what can I get out of this today, but what does he have to say to me about me today? Amen. You know, it's good for training in righteousness. Um, I wish I had an hour. Um, 17, last verse. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly and adequately equipped for every good work. 
The Word of God speaks to every area of our lives. It trains us. It equips us. It directs us. It leads us to what the word there was righteousness. And righteousness is this this holy line of God from the beginning to the end. And it's in that line where we find power. It's in that line where we find peace. It's in that line where we find God's love. It's in that line of righteousness where we find God's glory. Okay? Very, very, very important for us to say, okay, God, where I'm not in that line, show me. Then God breathe into me so that I can get in that line. Amen? So, so very, very, very important. The preaching of God's word is not just, you know, you got some preachers just yell at you and all that kind of stuff. And then you got some that just sprinkle fairy dust on you. The bottom line is neither one's right. In the middle is the truth. Sometimes, for me, it's time for him to kind of layer the hammer down. You know, you're being a doofus. Anybody here ever been a doofus? You know. And then there's times where I just, I don't know what to do. And he comes along and he lifts me up. And he takes me in his arms and he molds me and he corrects me. And he does something really cool. And he makes me more and more and more through his word... He remakes me more and more and more through his word in his holy image, which I was created in in the first place. Amen? Amen. And so this is very, very, very important. I want to end with communion. We'll be done quick. Communion to me is a beautiful time. I know there are churches that, you know, well, you know, unless you're this, you know, you can't take communion. I'm sorry. I don't see it that way. I see it as a time where all of us come together in the love and glory and grace of Jesus Christ together. Together. I think it's so important. Let me read this. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being or your inner man. Verse 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts, live in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in agape. Now it's not the type of love we get at work every day. This is agape. This is never failing. This is never ending. This is something you could depend on Fully and thoroughly, no matter what's happening in your life. And God's saying, I want to root and establish that in your mind, in your heart, every day. You know? So very, very important. Verse 18. That you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. Now understand something. This is about us. This isn't about you. I'll say it again because y'all missed it. This is about us. This isn't just about you. Okay? This is very important for us to get. God works greatest through us. In us. For us. Okay? Together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the agape love of Jesus Christ. 
and to know this love that surpasses all human knowledge or understanding that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. When I go to church, you got to understand something. I don't just sing. I don't just pray. I don't just preach. I don't just give money. You know, my wife does that. I come and I go, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. Because you know what? The more he provides, the more I have to give. You know, the, 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 the holier he makes me, the more I have to give. The more love he establishes in me, the more I have to give. You know? It's about us, man. It's about us. It's about us. And, uh, and oh my goodness, if we could just get that. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably. I like that word immeasurably. Unbounded. He can do anything he wants to. Amen. And let me throw this in. And that we're ready for. Okay? Who can do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or even imagine. Now think about that. You can't even imagine all God can do. We sing how great is our God. That's what we're talking about. Amen? According to His power that is at work in us, to Him be the glory in the church... And in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.